Welcome to RBC's Markets in Motion podcast recorded October 13th, 2022. I'm Lori Calvacina, Head of U.S. Equity Strategy at RBC Capital Markets. Please listen to the end of this podcast for important disclaimers. Today in the podcast, we run through updated thoughts on our outlook for the U.S. equity market, as well as what's coming up in 3Q reporting season. Four big things you need to know. First, we're trimming our S&P 500 EPS forecasts, which were already well below consensus, taking 2022 to 216 down from 218 and 2023 to 208, which is down from 212. Second, we're cutting our year-end 2022 S&P 500 forecast to 3,800 down from 4,200 and issuing a new preliminary target of 4,100 for 2023. We expect conditions to remain choppy over the next few quarters, but anticipate recovery in 2023 as a whole. Third, 3Q reporting season has gotten off to a rough start in terms of stats and tone. The good news is that stocks tend to bottom well ahead of the end of the downward revision cycle and concerns about inflation and supply chains, as well as expectations regarding pricing, may have peaked. Fourth, small caps were the star of the show in 2Q reporting season, which helped stabilize performance versus large cap. If this happens again, it could help trigger a new phase of small cap leadership. If you'd like to hear more, here's another five minutes. While you're waiting, a quick reminder that you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, and other platforms. Now the details. Let's start with takeaway number one. We're trimming our S&P 500 EPS forecasts, taking 2022 to 216, which is down from 218, and 2023 to 208, which is down from 212. Generally, we're baking in a weak GDP backdrop through the end of 2023, with the most acute pressures seen in 4Q and 1Q. We also have headline inflation ramping down to just under 3% by year-end 2023, moderating commodity prices, a significant step up in interest expense, a meaningful contraction in operating margins, and little benefit from share buybacks. We would view this as mostly a housekeeping move updating our model for changes in macro assumptions like GDP, CPI, and commodities. We've been well below consensus since July when when we made much bigger cuts to our numbers. Right now, consensus is still tracking at 225 for this year and 240 for next. Moving on to takeaway number two. We're cutting our year-end 2022 S&P 500 forecast to 3,800, which is down from 4,200, and issuing a new preliminary target of 4,100 for year-end 2023. Similar to how the stock market traded in 0203 and 2010-2011 when we got a triple bottom, we expect conditions to remain choppy over the next few quarters. We anticipate recovery in 2023 as a whole, but see that as a back-end loaded view. Our targets are essentially the average of the outputs from seven different economic, earnings, sentiment, valuation, political, and cross-asset models that we regularly use. Importantly, they do bake in the idea that we'll see Republicans take back at least one chamber in the midterms next month. Typically, in midterm election years, the S&P 500 bottoms in October and rallies back about 7% by year-end. That idea plays into our late 2022 view. Thinking ahead to 2023, it's worth noting that the S&P 500 tends to see gains of 13 to 14% in years that have a Democratic president and a Republican or split Congress. I won't go through all of the models and back tests that go into our targeting process here, but the one other piece of analysis that I'd call your attention to is our valuation model. It bakes in expected trends in inflation and interest rates, leveraging data back to the 1970s, and anticipates a PE of around 16.59 times at the end of 2022, but some modest expansion into the low 20s by the end of 2023. 
That idea plays into our call that stocks can stage a recovery next year, even with our below consensus earnings forecast. Moving on to takeaway number three, 3Q reporting season has gotten off to a rough start in terms of stats and tone. In terms of the stats for the S&P 500, we're seeing fewer beats so far in 3Q, a trend that was already underway in 2Q reporting season. At the same time, companies missing are getting punished pretty hard. We've also seen the return of downward revisions on the sell side, but those cuts don't seem deep enough just yet. We think that probably won't get taken care of until January and February of next year when companies issue 2023 guidance and the sell side reacts with their own forecast adjustments. In terms of tone, there's been a clear deterioration in management tone in survey data on everything from the economic outlook to demand, capex, and employment. And in our transcript review, we've also noticed that commentary on currency headwinds, layoffs, and uncertainty has been on the rise, but remains well below past peaks, arguing there's more pain to come. One bit of good news on the data side is that the stock market does tend to bottom well ahead of the end of the downward earnings revision cycle. Typically, we see the S&P 500 bottom three to six months before the downward revision cycle is complete. Another bit of good news on the tone, on our transcript tracking analysis, commentary on inflation and supply chains as well as pricing appears to have peaked. That's all very good news from an inflation perspective. Let's wrap up with takeaway number four and a little bit of good news. Small caps were the star of the show in 2Q reporting season, and we'll be watching to see if this can be repeated. The Russell 2000 actually saw a pickup in the percent of companies beating consensus for 2Q, while large caps saw fewer earnings beats. Small caps also saw more upward revisions to earnings forecasts than large caps over the summer, something we hadn't seen in quite some time. Currency and lower international revenue exposure likely played a role in this. Overall, a better earnings profile helped small cap performance stabilize relative to large caps in recent months. And if small caps look like the better choice from an earnings perspective this time around, it could help trigger outperformance in a part of the market that already appears to be largely baking in a recession. That's all for now. Thanks for listening, and be sure to check out our sister podcast, RBC's Industries in Motion, for thoughts on specific sectors from RBC's team of industry analysts. This content is based on information available at the time it was recorded and is for informational purposes only. It is not an offer to buy or sell or a solicitation, and no recommendations are implied. It is outside the scope of this communication to consider whether it is suitable for you and your financial objectives.